if you look at a company, the the life cycle and the business stage, it starts right here where you have the initial idea, you have angel investors come in. Then once you have a product and you show revenue, you have then it turns into venture capital where you have VC investors come in. Entrepreneurs, I have an exciting episode ahead. A fellow New Yorker, I'm learning right where I grew up in New York, but he's got a ton of value to add. Top VC company coming at you right now. Andrew, thank you so much for joining That Entrepreneur Show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. I know we've been speaking some for quite some time, so it's finally good to link up and have uh, an ex-New Yorker now smartly moving to Florida, get back with another New Yorker that's undoubtedly still locked up in this marvelous state but you know it is what it is it's got the pros it's got the cons i don't know if you're are you a yankee fan or what sports we're looking at yeah i mean uh i used to be a you know yankee fan and be in baseball nowadays uh, i'm a hardcore giants fan love football uh we're associate partners with the new york city football club so little nice. by little started liking soccer a lot more but islanders on the hockey side so you know, if we have any Rager fans listening, just shut off. I don't want to talk to you. But <laughs> uh, yeah, aside from that, you know, I got the Giants. I got the Islanders. We got UBS, the new arena that just opened up. So uh, yeah, some good things. You know, listen, it's a great state, high cost of living, taxes. But at the end of the day, I can't think about living anywhere else. So the one thing, I mean, other than family, of course, is the food differential with just like delis and bagels and Chinese food me. and pizza. You take it for granted because- there's just no delis. Like I don't eat an egg sandwich until I go back and visit. And for me, it's every single day when I'm there. So that's uh, some of the differences here. But everyone, welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. Like I said, another all-star guest ahead. Be sure to check out the show at That Entrepreneur Show. And I am at Vincent A. Lancey. YouTube, The Entrepreneur Show has launched there now that YouTube podcast is out. So head to the Vincent A. Lancey channel there to get started with a lot of behind-the-scenes clips. Today, we mentioned we got two New Yorkers. We're going to talk all things entrepreneurship, but let's date back here, Andrew, the start of your journey. What eventually led you to entrepreneurship? I was always interested in building businesses and growing businesses since I was a kid. And I've said this story so many times already. First and foremost, as I said, I couldn't get my, my mic and my headset working today. So it is what it is. So I'm going all natural for this uh, podcast. You this sound episode. clean. You sound clean. Great. Uh, that being said, my cliche, but I grew up with a single parent. My dad wasn't around. My mom was on welfare and all that stuff. So, you know, what I like to call Americanized poverty, because I don't think there really is true, true poverty in the States, even though you do have some places that I've seen that are pretty run down and you wouldn't believe that they exist in this country. You can't compare it to other third world countries and, you know, across the globe. So what I call Americanized poverty is I grew up on welfare, you know, in and out, homeless shelters, the whole nine. And ever since I was a kid, I was always interested in being wealthy. You know, that's that's the whole reason why I got into finance. It wasn't sexy. It was eventually the, I want to be wealthy. The way to wealth, especially in a capitalist society, is to own businesses, own assets. And that's what really got me into entrepreneurship, not having that guidance because a father wasn't around. And my mom just had the wrong mindset and the wrong attitude about life that I did not want to absorb. I was, you know, following, like I said, a cliche. I was following all the successful individuals from the past, you know, Andrew Carnegie, 
Napoleon Hill, yes. uh, Earl Nightingale, so on and so forth. So the first thing for me was as I approached my late teens into early 20s, was started soaking up all this knowledge from these past individuals. And originally, that's what happened. Uh, my, my first foray into business ownership was in my early 20s. Uh, wanted to combine my passion for music with a business. So I became a DJ. Uh, happenstance. I pretty much lied my way into getting my first gig, got my gig, didn't know what the hell I was doing. But you know what? As long as you know music and you can read the crowd, they're going to have a good time. So that's how I really you know, started. Bought my own equipment, launched my DJ company. That being said, I wanted something that was, I want to say easily scalable, but something that I could really put my talents to use, build upon my network, and actually start using a lot more money to acquire assets became a stockbroker. I okay. my clients had a nice house, nice car. He was a stock. I asked him, what did you do? He said, I'm a stockbroker. Great. Immediately got into it about a month later. And that's how I started my career. Wouldn't recommend it for everybody. I'm, I despise the business model of being a stockbroker, but that's how I started for a few years. And after some time, I got into the VC secondary space, launched my own firm with a business partner. And then from there, launched the company that bears my name, the Spaventa Group, which now we're, we're very diversified financial services company. We Our main bread and butter is the VC secondary space where we manage a suite of uh, VC secondary funds. Nice. And then we have a financial planning component as well as an insurance slash annuity component. So really condensing the last 30 years of my life into a batter of three to four minutes. But well, they all, they all had the entrepreneurial mindset, the DJ. The stockbroker, these positions, clearly, you were at least chasing in the right direction. I, myself, uh, went to school for something completely different than what I'm doing now, right? You, yeah. you seem to always be a hustler, and that is something that's probably essential in the VC space, the startup grind. For everybody who is unfamiliar with VC and the VC world, can you give them a basic intro to it? Yeah, I mean, everybody knows the term venture capital, so... It and I'll start with this. A lot of people confuse the terms venture capital with private equity. So we'll start there. So when what is equity? Equity is ownership in a company. Okay, you have equity in a company. And I'm just speaking with regards to corporate America, right? So there's two types of equity. You have public equity, equity, which is the stock market. You own a stock in Apple, you own a stock in Amazon, you own equity, right? Private equity is just a company that's not trading on a public exchange, okay? There's a lot of private companies that are multi-billion dollars. So technically, venture capital is a subset of equity, excuse me, private equity. But industry-wide, the correct terms, private equity denotes your multi-billion dollar companies or your mid to uh, late market, uh, mid to high market uh, companies. And venture capital really relates to, and, and private equity are for more established uh, businesses, okay? Venture capital really relates to those startups that you're taking a risk, you're looking for that dollar in a dream. They're allegedly investing in some innovative product to reshape and re-revolutionize re the entire uh, industry or world. And that's really what venture capital is. You're investing in startups in the earlier stages of a business's life cycle. Now, as it relates to, to what we do, we haven't focused really on the earlier stage stuff because 99.99% of what you invest isn't going to work out. And it really has a lot to do with your network. And our network has grown over the last few years. And really where we specialize in 
for the last four years, I would say, and where we built our reputation was the mid to late stage venture capital companies that have already built and showed, a, they've already built a product, they already have a revenue stream, and now they're nearing a possible liquidity event, not guaranteed, but at least they're at the stage of their business where they might have early investors, employees that have realized the appreciation of the company, they're looking to sell out. That's when we come in, we take a position, and then we offer you know interest in that company to some uh, accredited investors via our investment funds. So it really denotes to, if you look at a company, the, the life cycle and the business stage, it starts right here where you have the initial idea, you have angel investors come in. Then once you have a product and you show revenue, you have then it turns into venture capital where you have VC investors come in. Then it continues to grow. Then you're still in venture capital. Then hedge funds and other pension funds come in once there's uh, the company grows and revenue continues. And now that's showing promise to get to the next level. Then after that, they have a possible liquidity event, which doesn't mean that it always goes public. They could be acquired. It could be a merger. But for argument's sake, let's just say it goes public. Then eventually that private company that is VC backed goes public. Now it's public equity, right? Now it's okay. trading as a stock. So that's really the the gist. Uh, it becomes confusing, but you know that's that's pretty much it. Really, like I said, it really has to do with the actual life cycle of a business from inception all the way to that liquidity event. Well, thank you for clearly explaining that for everyone who is listening on right now. And this is a new world to you, but you do want to learn more. Where can we find you online? Where can we say hello? We'll revisit this at the end. Yeah. Again. Yeah, we have a website, www.tsginvest.com. Uh, we're in the process of actually revamping it. So late March, early April, we're going to have a new redesign and everything like that. I'm constantly uh, adjusting our business and how we look. And every quarter, I want something else to be increased and further refined. So one of the last things I want to do is actually get our website finalized. This is going to be our third iteration but I'm, I'm a perfectionist. So uh, I, like the, many the latest iteration will be released by the spring. Like many entrepreneurs, including I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm always trying to uh, move past that. Who would you say your ideal partner or customer is? Who are you ideally looking to work with right now? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what we do. Uh, again, we have multiple lines of businesses within our organization. We have our bread and butter is the the funds that we manage on the VC secondary side. We also have a financial planning firm. We also have an insurance agency as well. So it, it, it depends. But most of our clients, I would have to say 95% of our clients are accredited investors. Uh, for anybody curious, an accredited investor is somebody that makes $200,000 a year for the last two years or $300,000 joint with their spouse or a net worth of a million dollars, excluding their primary residence. And that's really where 95% of our client base comes from. So those these are predominantly individuals that have ample cash flow, or should I say ample liquidity, that are looking for other opportunities in the VC space that don't quite understand it. And then in addition to that, they might have been taking advantage of their other financial advisors, or maybe they're dealing with the more larger wire houses, and they're just sick and tired of just being thrown in a bucket and managed no matter how high their net worth might be. So that's where our financial advising side comes in, where not only do we offer people access to these unique, uh, innovative opportunities, but we also provide guidance when it comes to financial planning, investment management, any insurance needs, so on and so forth. I love it. Well, again, thank you for sharing all that with everyone. We've had a great taste and an introduction into this world. I am curious, though, to back up a bit. You've been through a lot of different entrepreneurial paths, whether it's the stockbroker, the DJ, 
now your time owning your own firm. What is one of your greatest lessons learned throughout your business career that you can share with our audience? Uh, nobody's as smart as you think they are. Don't give anybody, everybody too much credit. There, there was a lot. And again, it's, it's, a, it's a soft spot for me because here I come from a, a lower class family, not having a network and being on the outside looking in. I always thought there was a magic formula. There was somebody was doing this the right way. And then the more conversations you have, even, and I've had conversations with, you know, individuals that have managed billions and highly successful people, our client base, we have people that are worth everything from a million dollars all the way to literally billionaires. Um, and the conversations that I've had as I grown, and that's really was a good learning lesson for me more than 10 years ago when I became a stockbroker, you start learning from clients because all of them are being accredited investors, they're successful. And across these conversations, you start realizing that you can't give people too much credit. So anybody that's looking to just start a business or they're growing their business or they reach a certain level of success, I think there's always some doubt and everything like that. Just don't believe into that negativity. And at the end of the day, you can't control externalities, but you can't control your own mindset, your own attitude. And it's it's never going to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But I would think that's the one piece of advice that I would give to. Well, I have several, but one of the major ones is don't don't give everybody too much credit. And, but in the same breath, if you're not going to give everybody too much credit, you also don't want to be complacent. So if your, your view is going to be, listen, I don't think everybody is smart as they think they are, which is true. They're not. Uh, you also want to, you don't want to take the foot off the gas pedal and just assume, well, then I, that means I could just be like, a, no, you want to take that extra step forward to make sure that you're always in the, being the best version of yourself that you can be. I really appreciate you sharing the advice. And I, I've been taking a bunch of notes for when the show goes live. You can't control your external. You can't control what's going on outside, but you can always control your mindset. And that, of course, easier, easier said than easier said. Staying mindful of that, of course, is something I'm always working towards. We've covered a lot today. We've covered your journey. You gave us an incredible introduction into your VC world. Now we've got some advice from you. I always want to start, and this is a, a different type of question here. If you were to be in a different industry, if you were to be in a different life, what was something you would have done? Maybe growing up, you had some kind of passion, whether it was a baseball player or a football player. What is something you would have done if it wasn't VC? Uh, probably something with entertainment. You mentioned love, that in the beginning, uh, entertainment. I love, yeah, I mean, think about it. I was a DJ. I love, uh, you know, there's, there's, and it doesn't have to be related to DJ, but there's something about putting a smile on people's face. And, and that's why I'm a big believer in entertainment, because the, the issue that I have with entertainment, and, you know, now I'm going to go off a tangent. I look at people's lifestyle and especially being an entrepreneur or uh, having that theme of your show. Lifestyle has a lot to do with it. You want to eat healthy. You want to work out. You don't want to go home and sit in front of Netflix for six, seven hours with a six pack. Unfortunately, a lot of people do that. However, entertainment to a certain extent is good because it allows you to kind of just chill out, take your mind off things. Just don't do it all day long. You know what I mean? Like an hour a day, or if you're working constantly on your business for a few days, maybe take half a Saturday to chill out, watch your favorite show, watch a movie, read a book, listen to some music. But, uh, you know, entertainment's a good thing because it kind of takes away the stresses out of life and puts a smile on your face through what? Entertainment, you know, so... Absolutely. There's those mindless TV shows that are just on just to, you know, take my mind off of everything going on. And as an entrepreneur, that list can certainly add up. I, I've got to thank you so much, Drew, for getting in touch with me, getting on the show. This was a lights out show. 
I mean, everyone out there, we were talking in the beginning. We have a conversation, launched the show. We ended up launching the show, and he absolutely crushed it. Can't thank you enough for taking some time to join the show. Even though I'm a Jets fan, you, oh, had, look, a lot, you had a lot I'm, of great I'm a stuff hardcore, I'm a hardcore Giants fan, but I'm also a New York fan. So if it ain't That's the, Jets, now. the Giants and the Jets get in, I'm rooted for the Jets. So it, it's all good. I'm feeling like that now as well. We haven't had a real win in so long where anyone just getting that win would be real great. I got to see the Knicks came down. They played the Magic recently right after oh, the holidays. So we went out, I drove out to Orlando, got to see the game. I mean, Knicks weren't always good and the Magic certainly were not always good. But uh, I, had a lot, I had a great time with you today. One more time where we can find you online. www.tsginvest.com Everyone out there, be sure to go take a peek at his website. If it is a good fit for you, be sure to reach out. And we are at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media. I am at Vincent A. Lancey. Be sure to check us out there and stay tuned for the next entrepreneur. Got to thank you one more time. Any final words for our audience? Nah, man, just uh, everybody out there. I'm a big believer. I spent 30 years of my life in a negative frame of mind. So I'm eight years in where I just changed my attitude and stopped being less angry. So control your mindset. Give a good attitude and it's never going to be perfect, but good things will come and take it from me. That's incredible advice and incredible last word. Everyone, I'll catch you next episode. Take it easy.